0: There's a city of gold in the temple.
1: the Lord for the presence of everyone in the room and on Zoom. What a privilege it is to come before the Lord and to petition him to be in our midst and to anoint our efforts as we seek to please the Lord. We are very blessed to be in the house of the Lord. We spent almost two years out of the building, but the Lord has provided when we least expect it, support to give it in and everyone else are working toward that, we thank the Lord for that. Thank the Lord that I'm able to sit here without pain, even though my leg is still quite traumatized in some ways. I can sit without pain. It used to be there was no position without pain. I couldn't sit or stand or lie, but I'm very comfortable, and I thank the Lord for that. And I pray the Lord will bless you to be able to hear the message that the Lord has given and that the Lord will bless my speech and your ears as we present it in the name of the Lord. Some of you may have received a bulletin uh, digitally or in person. When the Lord started giving me this message, that's why this, this uh That's why this uh, picture is on the front of the bulletin. I was visiting my son's house and everything was quiet and silent. And I came out in the hall and then I turned around and I saw someone watching me. I am not a photographer, but I took the picture of my grandson. He never moved. He never said anything. He never blinked his eyes from what I could see he just kept watching watching me and the lord brought to me that many times others are watching us watching us just that closely and so i snapped the picture some people probably looked at it and said why is that picture kind of fuzzy that's because i'm not a photographer but i did the best i could but i want to document the situation and be a witness to what i was observing and how aware i was of him watching me and he never said grandmommy or anything. He just kept watching. But so often this is the case with many of us. We are in uh, places we don't realize people are watching us. And I thought about my niece, Portia, yesterday we were singing and uh, little Jay, was his legs were kind of short, but he wanted to pat his foot on the floor. And Portia used to sit right there on the front pew. That's hard to imagine but her feet wouldn't reach reach the floor, and Travis, with his big feet, would sit there patting so loud, and so she'd slide down and take the floor with her foot so she could pat, but then she'd have to slide back on the seat to do it. But she saw him patting to the music, and he'd sit there with his big foot slapping, and she thought, I could do that, and so she'd have to go back and forth. And so when I saw Jay yesterday, I said, that reminds me of Portia. It reminds me of when I used to watch Portia. I used to get so tickled at her patting her foot, but she wanted to. And the point is, Travis probably never even noticed he was so busy singing, but I was sitting over here and I'd watch her slide forward and she just reached the floor with her foot. But just like we see that so often, many things we do are transmitted just like that. We have witnesses of, of our behavior, of our thoughts, of our spirit, and of the habits we create, we have all have witnesses, and so it's a situation where it's important that we understand how serious this is, because there are things that happened to me when I was, some things before I was probably five, some after I was five, some very, very young. I still remember they were so imprinted upon my mind, and some things make a difference as far as the uh, spiritual survival of persons. It makes a difference in what people pick up and what they experience. Because I used to hear when I was younger that if you offend a child it can grow with them. And you love a child that can grow with them as well. And uh, of course, I was well-grown many decades after the fact that I realized that I was Pastor Travis, Pastor Isaac John Chandler's daughter. You're in the wrong. I can't see now. can you get in that spot? That it created an observation of me by persons uh, that I was not aware were observing me, as well as the fact that I observed other people and how they responded to me I didn't know they were responding under certain circumstances but what's so important is that what's so important is that as we live and as we behave ourselves we become a witness to certain things and certain people witness our behavior and our lives and God meant for that to have us to be sensitive to us the witness of our lives and I remember uh, as a youngster I didn't I don't know exactly how I learned this much I was I've told the story many times because I still remember it so clearly I was three and the next day it was my birthday I turned four and so I evidently I must I guess I could count because I concluded, but I didn't count well, because I concluded that the next day I could turn five and go to school, because I figured since it changed from three to four, I could, the next day I would be five. But the point is, is that many things that happened, all of my siblings were going to school. I was the next oldest, oh, youngest. The baby couldn't go, of course, but I was able to play by myself in the yard, but I couldn't go to school, but that was my dream of going to school. So going to school became something very special, very precious. And so my view of school was very positive. I had things I could go and learn. I still remember skipping around the fence to go into my kindergarten class. I remember that. And so all of that had a very positive effect on me that I could learn and that I would play with others. The scripture that we're going to read first Hebrews, the twelfth chapter, chapter, is a very I think it's a very particular scripture that many people are aware of, and many people refer to it. People that have gone before us, that they're witnessing how we're living, but I'd like to focus on the people that are living with us, and they're witnessing, and the impact they have. And of course, many of us in here are old enough to remember Sister Olive. I think she sat about right behind where you are, and how faithful she was to service. And not only that, I need to follow that example and be a witness of that, because she would get here before Sunday school started, when she was strong enough. After that, she had to start coming when service started. But she was a, someone you want to witness, and she considered that others were aware of her example that she was living. By the help of the Lord, we want to do that. I'm thankful that this morning I did not have discomfort on the level that I often have. And we were rejoicing, but I want to overcome that, even compensate for that until the Lord completely restores my leg operation. But anyway, back to, uh, I'd like that scripture, Hebrews 12 and 1, if you can hear me. Can you read that loud and clear? Thank you
2: wherefore seeing we are also we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us
1: amen let us consider the fact that we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. If you don't know it when you have children, you're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. If you don't know it when you go to school, you're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. After a while, people began to notice what your name is and what to expect. Matter of fact, it reached out here. I'm poking at uh, Joshua, not not fun, but he'll know what I'm talking about. I think you were fifth, fifth grade, I think when you all had a, uh, anyway, I went to your classroom, whatever grade you were in, and so the teacher said, oh, the Joshua is your nephew, you're his great aunt? And I said, yes. Yeah. She said, no wonder he behaved so well. I don't know what she was connecting. She decided he was part Johnson, so therefore, and that was her exclamation. She said, oh, no wonder he's such an outstanding student. In other words, she tied that to the fact she knew I was a Johnson, I had children, but that was her compliment to Joshua. In other words, she concluded that he had witnessed something that had impacted his life and it had impacted her to the point that was her she just spontaneously said that. But anyway, the point is is we have children. I've had child some of my children called to the office to document behavior. And they were saying, why are they calling on me? But as it turns out, they expected them to tell the truth. And so they would call on them to be witnesses. But the point is, we are impacted by th- things that we witness. We are impacted how we speak to, to uh, each other, and how we love, even how we treat our neighbors, how we treat strangers. Because everyone's not, not gracious. Some people can be very, very rude. But the Lord provides grace and help us to understand that we are witnesses to many things. And said, so, read that scripture one more time before we go on. 12 and one. Hebrews 12 and one Hebrews 12 and one:
2: Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us.
1: All five of my children have done some running. Some were runners, some just ran. (laughs) But the point is some were spinners and some were distance. And as a result, I'm aware of the not that I have that much understanding, but I'm aware of the running and that you have to pace yourself and you learn to pace yourself by being a witness of someone that knows how to pace themselves mm-hmm. and I remember uh when uh Aaron was probably a freshman he was running the four hundred, and of course, I was there saying things all kind to my husband but I didn't know what I was talking about, I'm just sharing that I didn't. And this, the, young, the young man would run around and they couldn't hardly make it. I said, what have they been doing that they can't make it? And Aaron came around and when he crossed the finish line, it was the older gentleman holding the clock, and Aaron said, the man said, are you sure you're in the right race or in the right grade? Cause he was tall for a freshman. But the point is, and so I said to Aaron, what was the matter with those other boys that they were about to collapse on that last quarter? And he explained to me, he said, Mommy, unless you learn to pace yourself on the 400, because it's such a grueling race. I may not say it just right, but you'll get my point. He said, it's such a grueling race. He said, that last quarter, if you haven't paced yourself, you feel like you're going. He said, when I ran the first time, I thought I was going to die. He said, it's that hard. But when the time I saw him, he had learned to pay some stuff because he had been a witness to what he should do. He just flew across the finish line. That's why I didn't know what was happening to the other ones. But he said, I felt, thought I was going to die the first time I ran it. Well, it's important for us to realize we have persons witnessing our behavior. And when we witness Sister Olive, as I mentioned her, she was in her eighth decade, she was in her 80s when she was, the last few years she was here in service. And prior to that, she had been, probably had come here in her 70s. But it's important for us to realize for that, she was still very much aware that she was being observed by witnesses and how important it is for us to realize we have witnesses observing us. Can you look at Romans, the next one I think is Romans 2 and 13? Let me see I'll Go on with the Romans. We'll go on to Romans,
2: Romans two, verse thirteen.
1: Just a minute, I don't know what you're saying, but...
2: Mm -hmm. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law do by nature, the things contained in the law... These, having not the law, are a law unto themselves. That's 13.
1: Okay. The point being is that we are being a witness of our behavior as to whether we are doers of the word of God or doers of the law as we understand it. All of that makes a difference. And uh, as we live and function in the world we're in, and we uh, a person that hears it only is not truly witnessing that when you start doing that 's a true witness that you're hearing and doing the obeying the law. Romans twelve and twelve. and so it's very critical that if someone's going to be a witness of our behavior, you can take it. if someone's going to be a witness of our behavior, we want to be aware that. Our behavior is making an eternal difference in our lives, not just our lives and the lives of those observing us. Because when I was growing up, my entire life from the time I was, can remember going to church, being a, I didn't necessarily think it was because I was a pastor's daughter, but I went to service on Sunday morning Sunday night and prayer meeting until my parents got old enough, I'm mean, until I got old enough to drive myself. And then my father was pastoring in Los Angeles and I drove him many times to Los Angeles and back and traveled with him in many places. And the witness I was, as I shared years ago, some of you may know how if you're coming from Bakersfield, rounding that mountain, going just as you get into Los Angeles, you go a curve around a mountain and go into, uh, I guess that's when you turn onto the 10 freeway going toward the church. Well, I don't go that way. I may not be saying exactly right. But when you curve around the mountain, coming from the south, coming from Bakersfield or Pacoima way, I don't know if Bak- Bakers- Pacoima, but Bakersville. When you go around the mountain, there's a ledge of about, it looked like about six inches, but I'll say a foot. And there was a car just in front of us that was stranded. And there was a woman who had gotten out of that car. It was no place to be stranded. <coughs> and she was standing on that little ledge just as you came around with a little, like a Kleenex or a handkerchief, waving it, trying to slow down the cars so they could see enough to pause to not hit her car and she was waving her handkerchief, and that was still impacting on my life. I never forgot it, and that had to be 40 plus years ago, 50 years ago, I'm sorry, 50 years ago. But what I remember with that is my father began to pray. He was praying out loud. I saw his lips moving, praying for that woman. Of course, I wonder how she ever fared, but I was a witness to her. I was a witness to her distress, but I also witnessed my father beginning. I looked at him and I said, what is he doing? I said, oh, he's praying for that woman. So many times since that time, I've prayed for people. They never knew I was praying for, for them, but as I saw them in desperate circumstances, I would whisper a prayer because I witnessed him praying for this stranger as she stood there, praying that she would live, I'm sure, that she'd be protected and that no one would crash into her car or or into her. And so as a result, that's a pattern I've created all these 50 years of praying for people they don't even know it. Sometimes I see children, they'll never know I exist, but I pray for children in many places because I realize they're innocent and they need God to bless them. The children of the world, as, as we speak, are in such dire distress, many are starving and in distress, so we pray that God will have mercy on them. But as I say, that was a pattern, and I witnessed him praying for the stranger he never probably would never see again. And so as a result, it has impacted my life to be a life of sensitivity and caring of other people. What was the last one you read? Uh, Romans 12 and
2: 12.
1: Okay, go on, read. Romans
2: 12 and 12. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer.
1: Say it. One, read it one more time.
2: Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. Continuing
1: instant in prayer. That's a a very active verse, even though it's very sharp. Because it said, in other words, I remember when my father passed, and I came out of the room looking for my mother, wondering how she was faring. And I must have been weeping. And as I wept, She took me in her arms and said, Child, don't cry as if you're one without hope. And I thought, I hadn't thought about that. She said, Don't cry as if you're one without hope. In other words, you have hope of seeing him on the other side. And it says, uh, what was that? In other words, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation learning to see someone, being a witness of someone that's patient in tribulation. There are persons that everything that they hold precious is almost down the drain if if they are in tribulation. They want everyone to know that they're they're just unhappy about where they are with their tribulation. I don't feel there's anything wrong with sharing our concerns. That's not what I'm saying. In other words, patient and tribulation, realizing that God is watching you and others are witnessing how you seek God in this time of of, uh, tribulation. Sometimes tribulation lasts a long time. Sometimes I feel like the Lord has helped me to understand when we're in tribulation. What helps is if we can look to him to uh, reveal to us what he needs us to learn in this situation. This is something for some to witness. It's important for them to witness that we're looking to God to guide us in the tribulation. It may last a week. It may last a month. Sometimes some things last for years. But the Lord is watching out for that situation. And it says... Patient in tribulation. Remember, we have persons watch, watching, witnessing our behavior. And the last phrase of this verse is continuing instant in prayer. See, that's a very action, action-packed action verse. Continuing instant in prayer. So as a result, in in sudden surprising situations, I've been inspired to pray because I witnessed my father I, w- I thought there was nothing we could do, but I looked over at him as he began to pray for this dear lady who was stranded side of the road. And we re- remember the impact that had this 50 years ago, and I still remember that. I witnessed his behavior. Next scripture, what is it? First Corinthians, do you have that? No, do you have it written down? About 40 years ago, we had lived in Ontario. We had bought a home there. I think when the track first opened up, we built our house on the corner. And on the, I think it might have been the opposite corner. There was a family of a, with one little boy. We might have had one little girl at the time. I don't know if Travis was born. But whatever the case, he would come down to our house. And his behavior was so bad. And he would curse, he was very young. He would curse and I didn't want him being present in my children's. Of course, they didn't do that, but the point is I didn't want them even witnessing that. So I decided to approach the mother. I approached the mother about his behavior and the words she said. She said, oh, he said that. And she thought it was funny that he would go down to my house cursing. Cursing, that's not all he did. I think he was the one tearing up my flower bed as well. But the point is, excuse me. Excuse me. He had witnessed this kind of behavior. He had witnessed this kind of behavior and he brought it down to our house. And so I had to address it with his parents. And I realized he behaved that way. He didn't know any better how else to behave because his, his parent behaved that he was a witness of that kind of behavior. That was my assumption because it was so readily a part of his nature. At least you may even still remember his name. I can't quite remember it, but whatever the case, it was challenged to have such an impact on such a young child. And destruction and disobedience, he had no understanding how to do different. What did you just say? and Okay, first Corinthians, what is first Corinthians? First
2: Corinthians nine and twenty-four. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize so run
1: that ye may obtain. And something I've learned. As I said I just have enough understanding to talk about it but I don't have the clarity that most people have about running. But I was surprised to find out that there are pacers with horses that race and I've even heard it said that there are pacers with athletes that race and they want to affect the speed in which they run sometimes the pacers are there to try to get the ones participating to run too fast and run out before they should Are the pacers with human beings to kind of offset them as well and i didn't realize it but it's to my surprise they said oh he was a pacer but he ended up beating, winning the whole race this is horses i don't know about human beings but i've heard about pacers with him in other words the whole idea is to offset And that's how strong an impact witnessing something is, that they can put a a horse pacer in a race or put a human pacer in a human race and it can offset the runners that are running. And see, this is what the enemy can do to our lives, that we are caught up witnessing the wrong thing or giving too much energy to the wrong thing. And as witnesses to that, it can offset how we respond to our situation. And they said, what a pacer is a horse used to set the pace in the racing. And so I thought, you mean they can actually alter the race by who they put in there or what a horse or what person they put in to be a pacer. They can offset the race, get the other athletes running too fast or get the other horses running too fast. And so we want to be wise as we are witnesses and as we realize that persons are witnessing our lives witnessing our behavior, that that God will help us. And that's, sometimes we think that only applies if we have children, but it doesn't. Everyone around us is a witness of our lives, a witness of our behavior, just like. Like I said, for years, you've heard me tell this story many times. My father had a tooth missing somewhere on the side And so as a result, when he would drink water, he'd make this little sound every time he'd drink a water, swallow swallow the water because it would have this little sipping sound. And I spent, I don't know, probably years practicing that to see if I could get my sip just like my father's. I, I perfected it so well, it eventually may have gone away, but for years I couldn't get rid of it because I had practiced so long to be able to Sip it, just sound just like he did when he drank his water and he did it because his teeth were of such and so the point is is that We think oh that doesn't count nobody's watching that nobody's a witness but this scripture our first scripture we read there's a great cloud of witnesses and that is so true that is considering What's going on with us there's a great cloud of witnesses that are looking at us where we live and on our street and on our our uh, lives. Nowadays we hear a lot of people being breached in their homes but about 20 20 years ago we were living in a neighborhood and we had a neighbor who had certain behaviors what all they were I do not know but what I'm going to tell you I'll let you draw your own conclusion. But one day we were, all the, several of us there and at home, me and some of my children. And there was a knock at the door. And I looked out through one of the windows and there was a black car out by the street. And there were multiple men. And all of them were strapped. They were knocking on our door. And so one of my children said, Mommy, you got to open the door. I said, No, I don't. I said, just get away from the door. I said, don't have to open it because uh, I realized they could break it down, but that's what they were gonna have to do is break it down. And uh, as it turned out, we eventually found out it was in reference to our neighbor next door, but that's how one, I think one was near the door, probably the person that knocked, one was near the car, maybe another one was in another position. Was there three or four? I don't know if you were present, four, four, and, and according to my children, they were all strapped. The point is, our lives have been such, the reason I say that, that if my children hadn't been witnesses of how to behave before watching their parents, maybe all of us would have ended up dead if they just said, well, they're not going to come to my house and behave that way. I said, no, son, don't do that. We'll leave the door closed, just move away from the front of the door, but we will not open it. And the point is, is them being able to understand how to be a witness of what to be obedient was, they were able to be obedient to that situation. So we thank the Lord for his faithfulness and providing for us what was needed. So we thank the Lord for him giving us understanding on how to prepare ourselves and how to carry ourselves because our children were a witness of that behavior, of what was appropriate behavior. And so, as we remind, I'd like to remind us that even horses are affected by the pacers that are in their lives, they're witnesses of the pacers. Runners are impacted by their witnesses of the paces in their lives and can affect their race. And our spiritual walk can be impacted by the paces around us that are, that we're witnessing or that are witnessing our lives. So we desire the Lord to bless us with whatever inspiration we need to be guided by his uh, being the proper witness and being a proper behavior so that those witnessing our lives will get the right impact, whether it's through our prayers or through the observation of our lives we're thankful for the wonderful witnesses we've had in our lives from the time we were born that of what is acceptable and that God is expecting us to be aware that we have a whole cloud of witnesses surrounding us thank the Lord for your time and attention